We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's live show. It's an emergency podcast. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Uh, the comments are already pouring in. Yes, we'll let everybody else get in here real quick. Uh, quick mention always, like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. If you're watching here live and you haven't already, please click subscribe on the subscribe button. It's free. It's help us grow the channel. Uh, we know there's going to be a million questions. We'll get through uh, <clears throat> our, our views, our thoughts, the, the transactional part of all of this, and then we'll kind of go through step-by-step step and we'll take some questions and stuff. Uh, this is going to take the place of the post, or the pregame show today because it's Oklahoma City Thunder, and I just don't care about doing this again because we just did this on Monday. I, Who gives a shit? <laughs> I do not care. Um, this is obviously the, the big news of the day. There are yeah. a couple uh, things like to go through here. First of all, the, the official transaction as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski, the Clippers are trading Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick to the Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. That is the official transaction right now. Whoo! Remember all those people in the comments? And I know you're in, some of you are in here already. It's going to be quiet. They're not going to make any deals. They're not going to do this. <laughs> I kept telling you they're going to do more than you expect. Yeah. Here you go. I, I don't like to I told you so a whole lot, but I'm going to I told you so because they're not done. Uh, I think that's what we'll get into here in a little bit. Brandon, what is your first thought? What is your first thought on when you saw this trade break uh, two hours ago? Uh, a guy can't enjoy brunch with family, uh, evidently. <laughs> I I texted you and you didn't respond immediately. And I was like, hey, he's not around. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, I have some cousins from out of town in town today. We met up for brunch and I'm like, okay, we got six days to the deadline. They're probably not going to do anything today. Put the phone in the old pocket. All of a sudden the, uh, the vibrations are going off. I'm like, sounds yes. like Morse code in your pocket. And then I see your text, and your text doesn't like, what do you think? Uh, how about that trade? It basically says, we'll just go early tonight. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, oh, no. Open Twitter. Boom. Trade. My first thought was, that was all we got for Norman Powell, huh? I, I knew Cove wouldn't give us a whole lot. But my first reaction was, I expected maybe a slightly different trade involving Norman Powell. I, it makes sense for the Clippers' point of view. He'd be a good third option if you can get Kawhi and Paul George to come back. And it'd be a good opportunity for the Clippers to maybe make some noise in the playoffs. But 
admittedly, I was probably one of many people that thought uh, there'd be a bigger deal involving Norman Powell in terms of talent and or draft capital coming back. I will say, as a singular transaction, this transaction sucks. It's not a good trade if you're just looking at just this, yes. If you're looking at, they traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington for that, how does that make this team better? But what have I tried to drive home for the last two weeks, Brandon? One move leads to another move that may lead to another move. And that's why six days before the trade deadline, I am not jumping off the top rope, dropping the people's elbow. Mm-hmm. Now, if we get to February 11th, this is the one transaction they have made. The people's elbow turns into riots with pitchforks and torches. Uh, I will contemplate quitting on this team if there's no more movement after February 10th. Okay, here's a quick little wrinkle to all of this that I wanted to highlight. Eric Pincus, who's very, 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 very good with the salary cap in the NBA. He's one of the guys that helps teach it, I think, in the sports business classroom. Um, he noticed or notes, the decision on Bledsoe's contract, which is partially guaranteed next year for $3.9 million. 3.9. That does matter. That does matter, folks. That is a significant difference between $18-plus million for Eric Bledsoe. Yes. That decision does not need to be made until early July. Yeah. So that means they have basically $18 million of floating cap that they can use as ballast in another deal up into basically the first couple days of free agency. Mm -hmm. So, while I don't think Eric Bledsoe plays for the Trailblazers, I, I would be wildly surprised. I would be wildly surprised if somebody's saying they're mixing up my wrestling. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm saying full heartedly that you're going to drop the people's elbow off the top rope. I, I know what the people's elbow is, guys. I, I, I'm well, just... But how are you going to do the and the, the back and forth and the jump over? How are you going to do that on top rope, though? I think that's the point that's, of the listener. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, we're, we're getting wild. We're, we're taking it up notches. <laughs> we're not are just we doing, doing like the a hell in the elbow. cell? We're yes, we're, the, the yeah, we're, we're coming off the top of the cage. That's what, okay, see, that's what I right. should have said. That's okay. what I should have said. Okay. But this is not the end of it. That is where I get through this. Let's go. Let's go piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Cove basically got you. Justice Winslow in a second round pick. Yes. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's what Cove got you. I, that, that none of those really get me excited for any reason. No. But You're, you know what? That's not. That's about the level I kind of expect. Remember, we were talking about the whole idea of like getting a a player that's just like. Nah. Take a flyer on him. See what happens. Yes. Get, get a little more younger. Get a little more athletic. The I'm also I, okay with them trading him. I, again, I don't think he doesn't have any room to grow. He is who he is. And that's kind of where we're at. And I, I think that's – just see what happens. And I – you know what? I, I sent this this uh, text earlier. Over or under one and a half players in this trade being on the Blazers roster next season? Under. Okay, good. You were, Imagine if it's if it's anybody on it's, it's Keon. It's Keon because he's on a rookie deal. He's what six? He's six six seven six six. Okay, stupidly athletic. Sure, stupidly um, athletic. Yeah, but I would I would bet it would be him of, of the three. Yeah. Okay. Um, Justice he may end up on the team next season just because he's just not been good. He has had uh, shout out hip replacement crew. Justice has had a hip, his hip replaced. <laughs> 
um, as crazy as that is in the NBA. Um, injuries have kind of derailed him, and that he can't shoot. But I look at this deal, and it's just like, you were going to lose Covington for nothing, so you got something for him. Is it the best thing? No. And I am not making any excuses for this. I am, I am entirely holding reservations on the orders of these transactions until after the trade deadline. Is that where you were sitting with this? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I don't want to lie to anybody. I saw the trade. I thought about the trade. And you went, oh. and I said, that's a shitty trade. And you know, there's a lot of people on social media just completely trashing Joe, uh, Joe Cronin and the, and the team. And look, I, I, I actually understand it. I think if you would have talked about Norm being moved, people would have fallen, and it looks like they are, of like, that's what we get? So That's what Norman Powell for Perspective. Years... Perspective. Okay. If Norman Powell was going to be traded into New Orleans' TPE, which is something mm-hmm. I heard was actively discussed, and a first-round pick was sent back, it was not going to be a great first-round pick. It was not going to be a great first-round pick. It was going to be a first-round pick. And this is how I think the Blazers are probably going to end up spinning this, is that Keon Johnson is basically a first-round pick because he's 19 years old. And he, he just got 20, drafted. And he was yeah. 21st pick last year. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's okay. a nihilism, by the way. It, it is. <laughs> it, it, it is very, And it's a nihilism, and it came from the Clippers, which makes me a little bit leery. Mm-hmm. It does make me a little bit leery. But... The flip side of this is, what did we say the ultimate goal was going to be? First, getting below the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. They got below the luxury tax with this deal alone. Yes. That frees their hands to be able to do other things. That that truly has happened now. They are almost $4 million below the tax, I believe. Excuse me. This this deal was $4 million, which frees up about a million dollars below the cap from what they needed. Um, sorry, I, I mathed horribly there for a second. Well, there's a lot of numbers going out today, so it's okay to mix them up a little bit. Yeah. Um, when I'm looking at this in, entire, in, in its entirety, mm-hmm. the thing that I have been told just a couple hours ago is that the Blazers are actively trying to trade C.J. McCollum. That is yeah. 100% something that is being pursued. I mean, they're actively tanking now. Thank you. And that's where I was going to get to this next part of this is. Remember, was it last night? Or the night before last? Was it in the live show or the post-game show? I think it might have been after the Lakers game where we said, yeah, that's a one and three road trip. Nasir's done for the season. They're going to make a course correction pretty quickly. It was on, both, by the way. We said this on the post-game both? Okay. and then we you brought they, up in the live and we were they, talking They all blend it. together. I, I know. <laughs> what day is it? Um... They're tanking. They're gonna tank hard, by the way. Let me let me make sure. Where's 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 let me let's get that up on the screen. Whoop! There it is. There's our screen. There's yes. our there's our tank. Our our beautiful, beautiful tank. Let me go ahead and move that over there. You go so everybody can see it nice and clear. Um the next part of this is stop saying fire Joe Cronin. <laughs> I mean look, I give there's it. A lot of- time I you, know you gave not you gave terry stotts eight and a half years and then you gave neil nine years and you gave joe cronin three months well okay so there's a lot to unpack just in that itself right um i tried not to go to twitter after seeing the trade i like closed my app i put my phone in my pocket because i'm like i'm not gonna do the thing that everybody is doing right now oh my god 
What are we doing? I got a clip I can play of you of Antonio Daniels on NBA radio absolutely freaking the F out. They're going to trade Dame next. Look, they That's know they're tanking. Dame knows they're tanking. He will not play the rest of the year. They will trade their assets that they have that actually get in the way of them tanking. They will play Ant and a bunch of dudes. And they will say, Ant, go get 35, and we're going to get waxed by 15 every night. This rush to fire people, this rush to conclude what the trade deadline is for Portland, it's bad trade, okay? That's the honest truth about this. This is not a great trade. It did exactly what Danny said. It got you below the tax, which people don't care, but for Jody Allen and the Vulcans, they care. Yeah. I don't like that trade, but I'm sitting here exactly with what you said. We have six days left of this. Let's see what the next trade is. Let's see if there's any part of this trade that gets moved in another trade. Mm -hmm. And this idea of, like, you need to fire somebody, he is an interim. And not even the general manager. He hasn't even, we, we talked about this for an hour yesterday. He hasn't even hit the label yet. He's like, guys, I don't even really work here yet. You know, like, I I think the overreaction, it's, it's okay to not like a trade. It's more the rush to conclusions. They suck. There's no way they're going to get better than what they are. And we're going to lose Dame for nothing. Mm -hmm. And this is it for us. It's frustration. I get it. But like the overreaction is crazy. We have six more days of this. This is why I've said it too many times to count. I don't know what Blazer. I don't think Blazer fan knows what they want. I don't think they know if they want to tank. I don't think if they know they want to keep CJ, if they want to keep Nurk, do they want to build with Dame? Do they not want to build with Dame? There are so many people all over the place. I'm not going to allow myself to overreact to 22 people on Twitter saying fire Joe Cronin who, by the way, may not watch any basketball on a nightly basis. They're just saying it to say it. I'm not going to allow that. Here's the other thing. You know what I find really funny about this trade? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. 
Twice a week, J.J. Reddick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Joe Cronin's first personnel decision as interim GM was to undo Neil O'Shea's last two transactions. Oh, I mean, that's – I was hoping we would get to that at some point in this, Danny, because how crazy is it that the dude we traded Gary Trent for then signed because we had to sign him because nobody else was going to sign here. We traded him like five months after we signed him to a five-year contract. That is – there needs to be a, a 30 for 30 Again, locally made this on is, what that Neil Shea era was. And this is why. Nobody believed or didn't understand when I said Norm didn't want to be here. It, but it got him the money, and it got him the extra years, and it drug this out. And uh, something that uh, Ogan Guitar says, this can't be spun. We sold laughably low on a very good two-way shooting guard contract under under-market AAV, averaging a value contract. Mm-hmm. Trash. I'm going to push back very hard on that. He is not an under-market average value contract. Absolutely, unequivocally not. He is standing top of the market starting value shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Every damn two-guard on the market Evan Fournier got this same exact deal in the summer. Everyone <laughs> got this deal. Everyone got this deal. It's, I can't remember who said it, but they're like, the shooting guards came together and colluded with this, this offseason, and everybody yeah. got the same money. And I know a bunch of people in here were like, we should have kept Gary. We should have kept Gary. Okay, cool. Well, then you should have fired Neil the year before or the year before that because he wasn't trading C.J. McCollum, which would have allowed you to keep Gary Gary Trent Jr. because he wasn't going to stay here and play behind C.J. McCollum. So, again, Neil, 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 Neil. Yeah, I don't think those people, I would assume that those people wouldn't disagree what you just said, though, that you should have fired. If you wanted Gary Trent, and boy, oh, boy, is it looking like a bad trade today. Um, you should have fired Neil. I don't think those people would disagree with that. Yeah. So the the idea I, of Danny, I think people. I'm just spitballing here, man. Like I, I I can't tell you how everybody feels, but like it, the the projection or like the 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 way it looks to me, it looks like a fan base that has been bamboozled. They have been lied or manipulated with, and they don't trust. And they Anything. don't trust them. And I, you Which, know what? Yes. <laughs> We're pumping the brakes. I, I love it. Like, I kind of love it. Cause yeah. it's like this organization, truthfully, we, we have friends that work for that team. We've rooted for that team for a long time. It this organization exhausting. does not deserve a benefit of the no. doubt. I'm more just saying the timeline, right? Six days. They got six days. I'm just as pissed as everybody else that, that like, that was the return that Norm gave you. But I don't blame people for being upset. Why should you trust this organization? The owner hasn't yeah. even said a word since she took ownership. No, she has. She said no comment. 
Not not in front of a camera. Yeah, no, no, Jason Quick. In front of Jason Quick. We've never heard her voice. It's true. So, like, that's what I'm saying yeah, is no, we've terrible. never heard her talk. Burt Cold doesn't talk. I, I, I don't blame people for being upset. It's more, I'm more like the reaction of, like, there's no other way that this can get better for them. That's where I would just say, eh, I'm going to wait six days. But I also don't blame you for there's, not wanting a, to trust. It's a great point because Doug Emmons, I think he's, he sums this up really well. He says, we want to see something positive. We as fans are so seeing nothing but nothing trades and fake hopes and dreams. Yes. Because you got used car salesmen for a decade. You, you There was never any kind of delivery on, on the hopes and dreams and promises and no risks were ever taken. No. And again, I am with every single one of you. Every single one of you, if we get to, really, August 1st is, is the date. And Dame CJ Norm, or actually Dame CJ Nurk is the foundation of this team. I'm probably going to lose my collective shit like you would not believe. And not in a sense of like performative, like I, I genuinely might just shudder this whole thing and be done with it because it's not worth my time and effort for an organization that does not care. Let me let me push back just a little on what you just said there. You said August first. Mm-hmm. I think people are giving this six days. I I do too, and, and that's why I again <laughs> I don't know if for, we got to August for me because I I know the reality of what's going on at least this much behind the scenes of of what is trying what they're trying to do. They are actively trying to trade CJ McCollum harder than he, that has ever happened. What about Nurkic? Why are they actively trying to trade him as hard as they ever can? I People are done miles, with this I, nucleus. I get it. I, I you know where I sit on this. I know. I know. I'm, I'm. I'm just like we're playing the whole the other side of this. Sure. Yeah. Um, I genuinely look at this and I think that they still look at Nurk's value, and they aren't sure how to how to justify that around what roster they have. Because he does cover up for a lot of the sins, just not all of them. And in the free agent market, you're looking at you're looking at what Mitchell Robinson. Who's the, who are the top free agent centers? Who? Uh, yeah, you already started with a rough one. <laughs> he's a he's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, that's the nicest way you could put Listen, it. I, 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 Rolo, I, I, Rolo will be a free agent. I try uh, not to throw the the off the court stuff off in, in, into this stuff too much because it's not fair because it's not sourced and everything like that. So no, I know, I know. So um, Nurk is probably your top free agent. Thomas Bryant to, is a guy yep. that is out there. Um, obviously, Bombo's out there, but he's an RFA. But then you're basically getting into the old heads: Dwight, Ed Davis, uh, Ennis, DeAndre Hassan. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, Nas Reed, Biombo, Garza, Damian Jones. Uh, it's it's not a great list. Mm-hmm. And that's why if they're going to do something, it's going to be through a trade. Because they're not, they're not going to sign and trade him. They're not going to sign and trade Nurk. Like, no team is signing and trading for him. And somebody in the comments says Nurk is trash. Nurk is not trash. Nurk is a good player. He's no, just, Nurk's not trash. No, he just does. Listen, you, you don't put up 17 and 13, even if you're not that efficiency, even if you're not that efficient without being a good player. Like, that's a real thing. It's it's okay to just 
slow your roll on that part. Like you can just be tired of it. You yeah, know what I mean? You exactly. Can be, and that's, like, hey, he needs to go somewhere. Like, we've seen this before. We've seen this experiment. It, we, we did, running it back for the sixth year, se- the seventh year, is not something we need to see. It's not like, well, maybe. Because that's we, we've done that. We, we've run up against that wall enough times. But, in the off chance that they can find a way to take what they have here. Um, I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants me to say it or not, but we were talking back and forth before we went live, and you look at a, a possibility. You, Charlotte is, is rumored to be involved or one Nurkic for a couple different times now. I've, I've heard his name pop up in relation to Charlotte. You take Eric Bledsoe's expiring contract in Nurkic and you send it to uh, Charlotte. And you take on Gordon Hayward and P.J. Washington. You get them off those other years of Gordon Hayward. And you get a player, I think, that would complement Portland pretty damn well. And you take the you know the package that you get from C.J. McCollum, sending him to New Orleans, and you get a Miles Turner. Mm-hmm. And you use those other pieces that you get. And now, now you've got a Dame, you re-sign Ant. You've got a Dame, Ant, Hayward, P.J. Turner mm-hmm. roster. Or if you have to send P.J. Washington out another deal, you can find somebody else to kind of slot in there at the four. Or Jalen Brown wants to come out of the West Coast. Uh, here's something else that, that that matters in how this trade was handled, which is it's, it's, it's really, really frustrating in the sense of, like, it would have been very cool to see this play out otherwise with really no impediment. <clears throat> there is nothing stopping Nasir Little from getting on the floor and starting next year at the three. No, he just needs to rehab and work his ass yes. off, which I think we know he will, and he could be right there for it. And again, one thing we haven't hit on much, this is the big one. They're going to tank. Oh, they're going to tank. Hard. They just sent out two starters for guys, for very a very, very young guy who spent most of his time in the G League. Spare parts. I mean, one dude is a fringe NBA player. Another dude is a two-way player, and the other one is at the end of his career. I mean, that's – and probably won't play, as you mentioned, won't even suit up as a blazer. Um, I think that's an important thing to note here. And I, I understand that losing games is not the, the most enjoyable thing to watch. But I think most people that are at least part of the Jack Ramsey's community, and I would assume a lot of other blazer fans out there, you know what this franchise is, is facing right now. You know where they're currently sitting. They have a real opportunity to, to get in plant. that top five, to really face plant. <laughs> and if they get rid of CJ Nurkic and their returns are either moves they're going to use again for a different trade or guys that are coming in that you kind of want for next year. Like if you go get Miles Turner, he's out. He's out. He's not playing the rest of the year. He, he won't play the rest of the no. year because he'll know the deal. He's coming back next year to play with Dame and be the And if it's multiple parts going out for him, the Blazers go – they go get a, a ten day. Yeah, you they'll, go they'll, get they'll find them. Yeah, and they'll just get big after big after big to slot in there. And and we do live shows where we're like, "What's his story?" <laughs> and we do quiz shows like, "What college what did he play quiz. at?" Yeah, and what I think JUCO a, did he come from? The real chance, Danny, that if they can, if they can manipulate this the right way, they can be a bottom five NBA franchise. That's that's not crazy to suggest right now they're not that far away already um so it's it's quite evident that they they are they're headed for it they know that they need to head for it because here's the other part you know i saw um you cove 
uh, Norm, CJ, Nurk, I see that and I'm like, okay, four assets. And I see people go, well, we just wasted two of our four assets. No, you didn't. Not yet you didn't. You traded two of your of your four players. That draft pick is a bigger asset potentially to you than maybe three of those four players. So it's like that matters too. That draft pick is basically huge capital that you could maybe flip uh, to go get another piece to help Dame next year. Because that's the thing. That's right. We talked about Medina. Joe brought that up. Joe basically said without saying, we're not blowing it up, but we understand in certain situations what we need to do, go get a good draft pick, flip it, because this this franchise will not completely take out like Oklahoma City. Their owner and their ownership group will not allow that financially. So what do you do? The best thing to do is get everybody healthy, and you flip the roster, and, and you, you say, make an now organizational we're going change. Yes. Tanking does not come from players or coaches. It comes from the organization. Always. Yep. If any of these guys suit up, which I would imagine Keon does for sure, Justice could, I would I would be very surprised if Eric Bledsoe suits up for the Blazers. I would. I, I do think they are going to try to move him uh, between now and the deadline. I don't, I, maybe they keep, I don't know, maybe because they need a body, They but I don't know if does he even report to the team. Well, can I, can I just throw that to you without interrupting what you have planned for this pregame slash live show? Uh, if they get to the top five and they win the lottery, are we have, we're probably arguing, right? As a fan base, we're like, you use the pick. No, you trade the pick. No, no you use no. the pick. Top, no, you trade top, the pick. top five pick. You, you unabashedly use it. You, unabashedly. you use it if it's the third pick? Unabashedly. You're just like, we're just going to run this with Chet Holmgren? No, you, you use it. And then you see what you can get for it. Ah, okay. Okay. You, you but I'm do... just saying, like, I think there's going to be fans that if they get the top two, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but if they get in the top two, there's going to be fans like, don't trade that young asset. Listen, Why if, would you do that? Listen, if they land, if they get a chance at Jabari, like legitimately, and he's on the table, you take him. And the only way that you move him, and this is the needle that you thread if you're saying you're keeping CJ McCollum through the summer, is that you know that you're going to be bad, bad, and you may have a good chance of tanking, like really tanking. Which is, again, I'm not thrilled about, not thrilled about in the least bit. But if, if again, what is the one of the things that you and I have talked about even before Neil was fired? This organization, then their inability to take risks. Mm-hmm. What did Joe Cronin say he was going to do? Take risks. And again, Anybody who is new here, who has never heard us talk before, we are not shills for the organization. <laughs> Hell no. That is not going to happen here on this show ever. Ever, 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 ever. They barely ever. wanted me at games. They used to sit me in section 207. What do you mean I'm a shill for the yeah. team? <laughs> no, that's and certainly I, not the issue. And I see somebody in the chat just popped up. Uh, hey, Bree. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I said, I said Bree Hudson just chopped popped up in the chat so oh we, we, we haven't talked about ant yet we're, we're getting to it um but here's the thing again i am not going to crucify joe for this move until after the trade deadline where i'm not gonna i'm not putting him up but i'm going all right we're gonna sharpen sharpen the pickaxe and mm-hmm. then come trade dead or excuse me come the the draft night if things don't change then it's 
then it's on. That's that's where I think the the progression of this. Well, I think another part that we need to kind of just throw in just because we're talking about trades and, and what Portland did or did not do should be noted that as we're taping this, uh, Sham sent out a tweet basically saying James Harden wants out. Maury has long coveted uh, to get back with James Harden. What piece would they trade to Brooklyn for James Harden, Danny? And Simmons. I don't foresee a, a, a thing where they flip Ben Simmons to Brooklyn. Like, just for the people who are like, the Dame, Dame's going to demand a trade crowd. Please tell me the destination if Philly is no longer involved. New York. For what? You're not taking that shit. Which, which is why I've always pushed back on this. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's important to the, know, the, like, this the, isn't the a move that's gonna, is not going to be there. Dame's not going to be like, oh, I want out now. Like, he didn't know this trade was was coming. Yeah, and not only that, the Knicks are sitting there trying to maybe even move on from Julius Randle right now. Yes. So, uh, there, there isn't a destination that makes uh, a lot of uh, a lot of sense for, for those uh, kind of moves. I feel like I feel like Joe, and I know he's the guy that kind of, you know, he started this trade. But I feel like Joe is also being punished for six years of nihilisms. Oh, no, he's absolutely. And that's somebody, somebody in the chat. I want to make sure I, I got it right. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, Jancy Orova says, uh, how can anyone be confident in Joe at this point? I don't think you can be confident, nor can you really be angry because it's an incomplete. Mm-hmm. It's the same grade I gave Chauncey Billups when we got to December, and we're like, how are you supposed to grade this? There's nothing like you've got the injuries. Sucks. The roster sucks. It doesn't make any sense. Guys are clearly unhappy. Guys are clearly pissed off. Um, what's interesting is, and this, this is maybe our, our little bit of, of something that we will talk about uh, tonight's game, with these trades being made, I wonder what that does to the vibe of the team right now. Oh, I mean, CJ knows he's getting traded. It's already been a weird vibe. Like, if these dudes completely packed it in, wouldn't be the most shocking thing. I mean, Sands like Ant just saying, I'm going to go get 30. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. And then Trendon Watford saying, okay, hey, I'm on a two-way thing here. I, I got to play my butt off. Like, outside of, like, a couple dudes, eh, wouldn't be the most surprising thing to see him drop a game to Oklahoma City again. Uh, Bob asked, does Keon have amp potential? We haven't talked a, a ton about uh, Keon at all. So Keon is an incredibly raw player with insane athletic measurables. I believe he set the combine record for vertical, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check it. Uh, Who had it before him? Levine? Uh, I thought Levine had like a 46-inch vert. Yeah, high flyer Keon Johnson shatters the 20-year-old insane vertical record. What is it? Uh, 48 inches at the combine. <laughs> you imagine jumping 48 inches? So the Blazers now have Anthony Simons, Nasir Little, Greg Brown, and Keon Johnson. I would not be doing a podcast with you right now if I had a 48-inch vertical leap. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I don't know. He's, I think he's shot about like 25% from three. He's, he's, he's just, he's incredibly raw. But this the what this does beyond get them under the cap this also says one, one way to look at this at least the early precursor is they're going to pay anthony simons and he's going to get 20 million dollars that's part of what this is well yeah you gotta have, you got free up cap space if you're gonna pay a player not like even the cap space because they've got the rfa but like well, just yeah. structurally yes my frustration 
of building out this trade as as it impacts Portland is this pushback on you want to see players in a trade that come back that are impactful, particularly if you're talking about competing. And that's where I've tried to emphasize so much over and over again. Step one, step two, step three, step four. And as we progress through the week, it's going to be interesting to see how that, where that kind of fits into things. Because as of right now, Ant is slotting in as your starter at the two next year. But CJ McCollum is in the way. And if you're clearing out money to pay Anthony Simons, what does that lead you to believe? Thank you for your services. Good luck. See you later, CJ McCollum. Yeah. Otherwise, they just rinsed and repeated, and they got less in return for what they just gave up for Norman Powell. And that doesn't make mm-hmm. a ton of sense. So before we get keep going, uh, thank you, everybody. We got over... 550 people in here. Thank you all so very much. We appreciate you. I love you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're new to the show, please click the subscribe button here on YouTube. It's free for it's free for you. It helps us grow the show. It beats the almighty algorithm. Uh, it helps us get some things done. So, uh, and again, we will have the the live show. Uh, excuse me, the live show, the watch party for tonight's game, which I, I'm sure Brandon and I will continue talking about this stuff, which is why we're not doing a pregame show tonight. Um, and then we in that, if you want to become a member. Go ahead and click join 299. You can come in and do all the live shows or the watch party stuff. Hang out with us. Watch the game together with everybody else and enjoy it. Uh, and we'll answer more and more I, questions as we get into that. I just wanted to add, um, and I've kind of already said this. I think you've probably already said this, but for people that's still popping in or whatnot, I, I just wanted to throw, you know, everybody's initial thoughts on the trade, I think were largely the same. <laughs> what? That? For Norm? Tell yourself this. Before, like, taking yourself to a level of it's this and it's that mm-hmm. ask yourself can a competent human being and we've seen some incompetence so i guess maybe i'm foolish for saying this but do you really think joe cronin makes that move and thinks there's the first huge move that i'm gonna make and that's like that's it that's the move i just i had to view this in a well that's an unusually bad move for norm but what in this move could be immediately flipped or part of a different package. And so for the people that are sitting there today, like pissed and you thought Norm was going to return this and return that, I hear it. I don't disagree with it, but it goes and it lends itself to what we said of ask yourself, do you really think Joe Cronin just makes that move? And then like, that's it. That's a separate move. We're just going to walk with Keon Johnson and Justice Winslow, a second round pick in the future. And Eric Bledsoe. No, that doesn't, it doesn't logically make sense. Now, if that happens, do what Danny said. Goodbye. You're an unserious franchise. I'll be back when you actually sell this damn thing and we have to completely restart it. But I just, I think you need to put the eggs in the yeah. patience basket and tell yourself for six that days. didn't make a lot of sense. Maybe there's going to be more to come. Six days. And Kirk's already saying, I would say 60% Blazers done with trades. If anybody else wants to take me up on these transactions, I will gladly take money out of your hands. Well, take take beer bets with people. Like do a Venmo thing. Like, hey, Kirk, if you if you think they're done, let's do one beer bet, and I'll Venmo you six dollars, or you Venmo me six dollars, and we'll do beer bets that. It's way. it's one of those things where it's like I'm I'm not t- saying this stuff just because I'm 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 out here for clicks, guys. Like it's I'm I'm telling you guys almost verbatim what I'm hearing, and that's all I ever want to do with this. But they're stuff. purposely trying to lose games now. It's yes. a, it's abundantly clear. Who else is in the way of of losing games right now? Well, 
Christian James is capable of scoring 22 and a quarter. And Yusuf Nurkic. That and is your Yusuf list. Yusuf Nurkic. That Those is your, are your list. Those are your two dudes. Yes. Hell, Larry Nance Jr. may come back and be your starting center for the rest of the year. No, I, I'm actually banking <laughs> that he's done for the season and they just won't tell us for some reason. Well, no, he's supposed to maybe complain tonight. He might. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And then the inflammation hits again. It's like a, it's like a goddamn edible. <laughs> I'm high. 20 minutes later. Oh, I'm really high. Like... <laughs> That's what it feels like every time an injury happens with Portland. Every time. Again, order of operations matters. Piece by piece as you go through this, what happens next? If I was a betting man, I would bet that Eric Bledsoe could be and will be included in another deal. I would bet that Keon Johnson is the one player that's probably going to be on this team next season. I would bet the Blazers are not done making transactions. Now, does that mean that they're going to make a trade between now and the trade deadline? No. Is that going to piss me off? Yes. Very much so. Because that kind of complicates the tank that they've kind of created here. Mm-hmm. Unless all of a sudden C.J. McCollum has a mysterious foot injury. Which he does it's have a half-hearted tank is what it is. And that would, that would bother me. Yeah. Because the half-measures stuff, that's done. We, kind of, we, we talked about it for a second, but Joe's first real move was undoing Neil O'Shea's last moves. And let's kind of go through the – somebody else put in PEMDAS in the chat. Yeah, the order of operations. Let's go through the order of operations. PEMDAS, I haven't heard that in a minute. Uh, Mike Richmond basically said it earlier today, which is some combination of the uh, Blazers' two first-round picks and Gary Trent Jr. transitioned into this deal. That's a bummer. But what this effectively is, you're tearing the Band-Aid off. You're tearing the Band-Aid off. And this is what we talked about literally yesterday in the Cronin interview, was at some point in time, the the, the chickens are going to come home to roost. Like, it's, it has to happen sometime. From the transactions from 2017 on, or 2016 if you want to talk about the bad contracts. The bad contracts turning them into Hassan Whiteside and getting nothing for that. Getting nothing after you gave up two first-round picks for Zach Collins. You have to reset at some point. You can't just keep kicking that stupid can down the road. And I am looking at this right now and going, okay, I am going to clasp my hands and go, I'll wait. You got six days. Or if you don't do something by then, you better hard sell me on what's coming up next. Danny, I've been waiting five years. What's six more days for me? Like at this point, I've been waiting for the big blockbuster trade and they wouldn't do it. I mean, how do you lose the Denver series and conclude that the best idea is to bring it all back? And then media and certain fans still bought it. Yes, Terry's gone. That's the reason we couldn't win. And then the season just completely crashed and burned. Neil's finally gone. If I'm willing to be patient through that, even when I was pissed and saying, well, okay, I guess if things can break their way. If I can do that, what is six days for me at this point? And I've seen a lot of people saying, well, that doesn't mean you need to get ripped off in order to make the, to rip those Band-Aids off. I don't think the Blazers got ripped off, and here's why. Don't you think they get the better asset if it's available? Maybe, just maybe. The value isn't there. It's and not what we thought, yeah. Covington, I know his... I, I, I've 
Tell me, tell me, Brandon, have I tried to downplay Robert Covington's value for the last three weeks? I mean, we've basically talked about how it's not really what people think it is. Like the idea that we're going to get a two first back for or what even a first. That was never, I said at best, you're probably going to get two seconds and maybe a role player. The first part, that that was the most disappointing of the trade to me. It wasn't who you got back because I just was like, okay, that's filler or trade material. It's that you didn't get a first. You couldn't get a first from the Clippers? They had no first available? Don't, I don't give they, a crap if they, it was a late they, first. They gave them all up for PG. Oh, that's right. They gave they seven, like no seven picks first left. round they picks. No, I they forgot three about picks and three three picks and three swaps, three picks and four. It's a lot. I think it's seven first round yeah, picks it's if you're counting swaps. I mean, yeah. it was bonker stuff. That's why it wasn't there. The market wasn't there. And it's not because Norm isn't a good player. It's because Norm is a good player under contract at 18 plus million dollars in his year 32 season. He has four more years. That's why. You don't see guys on deals this long because that's a massive... In a world where the NBA evolves to a year, maybe two years out, four years is a long-ass time to mm-hmm. forecast. And uh, Michael Rodell says he scored like 30 last night. A lot of guys in the league who can score. Well, I mean, this team specifically is like... It's not that it's not impressive. It's just like... Somebody's got to score 30 on this team. Against the that thing about, team. The thing about Norm, somebody had said, um, I saw earlier, it said, you see this deal and your instant reaction is, why would the Lakers not do this? They need a scoring guard uh, who can actually shoot, not not Russ, and they need some defensive wing help who, you know, 3 and D guy. They don't have the money. Or the assets. That, that That's the thing that people need to take into account here. Like, I, I think sometimes rumors actually end up being the worst thing for this league. Because you see a rumor or you read a rumor and you think that's the the fact, right? The reality. When in reality, that's not the case. So we we had heard a lot about Norm and Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. So when Norm doesn't go for a Jeremy Grant, oh. yeah, your instant reaction is Winslow, Johnson, and yeah. Bledsoe? Which is why when I said, listen, if if there's any truth at all that Norm could fetch Jeremy Grant, you do that unequivocally without question. But don't you think, okay, so that's my point. Like, don't you think Joe Cronin does that? Joe Cronin is making those phone calls. But I'm saying if that yeah. was truly there, he would have made that move because yes. he would say, well, Dame's going to be healthy. I'd love to have a Jeremy Grant. Justin Poole asks, how can the Clippers afford PG, Kawhi, everyone else, Covington, and Norman? Because they have Steve Ballmer. Yeah, they don't care about the tax. This is, this is, not, this is not spam anymore. He's building a $2 billion arena by himself. You're talking about one of the five or six richest people on the planet. He does not give a shit. I think he's the richest owner, isn't he? Yeah, by by far. Yeah. It was it was Paul. It was Paul, right. And that's part of the problem. Is that I think the, the tax bill now for the Clippers is like $100 million. More than the Thunder's roster. You traded seven first-round picks, and you're paying $100 million extra, extra. what you pay. And you're probably going to be a play-in team this year which is probably the reason why he wanted to do that was to get a little bit of revenue because pg probably isn't coming back and Kawhi isn't coming back but next year you're a title favorite yeah i ain't betting that team that is a title that is a title favorite if healthy Oof, i I ain't betting that team norm pg Kawhi. Mm. Kawhi at what 32 with knee problems who has pg 
PG with shoulder issues is basically last four or five years of his career. Who would you rather be for a year? Portland or or LA for next season? Yeah. You shouldn't hesitate this much. You know, the answer. You're right. Portland. Oh, you're a monster. (laughs) You're a monster. I think LA has just as much a chance to blow up next year as anything else, man. Like sure, that, they have a chance to blow up. There's no doubt about that. That thing. But is, they also have, have have a real chance of if they are healthy of if being. If they stay healthy. If they yes. are healthy, they are not a like not an outside dark horse team. They are a no BS title contender, which They're is top why, three to five title contender for sure in this league. Unequivocally, no yeah, unequivocally, and that's part of what just like uh, it's gonna be weird. Who will figure it out? Uh, we got a question. Guys, who will start tonight? <laughs> Ant, That's a good question. CJ, CJ, tr- Larry? Trendon. No, Larry's going to go. He'll, he'll, I think he'll start. Was well, he playing? Yeah, I I, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play. I'm surprised he's not asking to be traded. Well, he may be, but he needs to show yeah. he's healthy before he get on the floor, which may oh, be what is happening right now. That's a fair point. So he gets on the floor and Nurk, and then your backups are Dennis, Trena, uh, DSJ, Trendon, um, Levins. Oh God! And Greg? It, it's well, I hope Greg is above Blevins. I mean, I'm just saying. Report. I was going positionally, like. Oh, oh, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I mean that's. I'm more and look at this game. I couldn't care less about this. I'm going to be in the game I, tomorrow night. I'm going to watch Giannis do unspeakable well, things to this team. I <laughs> I would love to watch Giannis Ooh, play. That's, he better that's not sit different. tomorrow. He better not sit tomorrow. I'm going to be so pissed if he does. It would be a good game to sit because they'd still win that game if he sat. But the thing about tonight is I'm more checking for what we brought up at the beginning of this whole live thing. What is what is that? How is that team feeling right now? They know this thing's being dismantled. CJ... I promise you, he's either on the phone or already had the phone call with his agent saying, just be prepared. Joe's looking. He's looking to take care of you. Like, these dudes are being told. They know that they're being shot. What is that? Now the first domino has fallen. They know more dominoes are going to fall, and some of them know they're the domino. Uh, it's not easy to go through these trades. I know, poor, poor them, multimillionaires, got to move cities. I get that, but, like – this whole thing, this whole trade deadline, it's it can stress a lot of guys out. And some dudes also don't take that the right way. You know, some guys, they rightfully get pissed. And they're like, what, what am I going to put a lot of effort in this? I mean, James Harden hasn't even been traded, and he's not trying for the Brooklyn Nets. That was so, fun last night. I'm looking for that. I'm looking to see what you mentioned, the vibes. How How is this team, how hard are they playing outside of a couple dudes? Because we know C.J. Ellaby, Trenton Watford, Anthony Simons, probably D.S.J., we know they're going to play like hell. Is CJ? Is Nurk? Larry might just try to be healthy and not... Just, yeah, got to get through the night. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> Which, again, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him one bit. Um, we'll kind of wrap it up here in just a few minutes. Again, for everybody who's in here who's new, please like, rate, review, subscribe. If you're new to the show, if you're new to the channel, please click subscribe. Help us grow the channel. It's free. It's easy. Uh, it's there for you. Uh, typically, we would do a pre- and post-game show. Tonight, we were only going to do a post-game show just because... Well, we're spending an hour on this beforehand, um, and then we will get into that uh, for the live show. Uh, again, if you want to be a part, or me, if you want to be a part of the watch parties, go ahead and become a member of Jack Ramsey's community, uh, and that'll get you the links to the live show tonight. And you can, or the watch party. I keep saying live show. I'm an idiot. Uh, that can get you guys in there. So here's the deal. Overall, big 
big screen, big level takeaway, Brandon. The deal in a vacuum is not good. For everybody's out there, bad trade. For everybody's it's, out there, is like, oh, it's, it's a da, da. If this is the only deal they make, get pissed off in a week. Hold the rage, hold the anger, all of that for a week. Hold it for a week. That's why. Go super, go super sane. Once the trade deadline's gone, and this yes. was the only move. And when it we is. have when we have the live show on the trade deadline day, and that clock ticks, and we're 15, 20 minutes past three fifteen, three thirty, and there's no other transactions being reported. You will see me go, what the f- and lose my yeah. collective shit. And we will be doing a live show, and we will we will be going off. We will be sharing our opinions on what this organization has largely done now for seven years, uh, or I should say lack thereof, but that's six days away. So not a great trade, just right there, straight up. Let's see if this trade turns into some pieces for another trade, and then if they end up moving on with some of the vets that they've had here for for quite some time. So, uh, a couple of people are saying that the Blazers made it official. Let me go ahead and. Larry's plan. No, or, no, no, the trade's the, official. The, the yeah, I just saw it. which means the all that means, guys, is the paperwork has gone to the league. That yeah, that trade is what it was. So there you go. It is officially official. It means the paperwork has gone to the league and it has been signed off and ratified by the league. So very, very quickly because we've got some people in here, um, and I don't want to forget this. Just your general thoughts of the decision to let Gary go and then seeing what Gary's been doing for Toronto the last 10 games, eight games. My frustration was always they were going, it was not that they traded Gary. It was that Neil would not, you can go back through my, my Twitter timeline during that entire period where I just kept saying over and over again, Gary Trent jr. Is a capable starting level two, three in the NBA over and over again. I said, he's going to get at least $15 million. And people are like, he's not going to get that. He's only going to get $10, 12000000 million. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it, the point of it always was just, I knew from discussions that they were not going to be happy with Ant there, with CJ there, and with Dame there. And the, the situation that we were basically in now, where he was going to be forced to be played out of position because he's better as a two, he can play a little bit of three. But it wasn't going to allow him to be in a position to, because his deal is going to be shorter because he had that second round pick he was going to sign for the three years, right? Which means he would get to his next deal sooner, which means he needs to have time. He needs to be on the floor. He needs to be showing that he can grow and figure that entire part of it out. And those opportunities were not going to be here. And 100% of the reason why, because Neil O'Shea did not believe he was number one, a capable starting level two guard that was going to fit alongside Damian Lillard because he didn't have the playmaking instincts. And two, that he was unwilling, and this is very well documented at this point, unwilling to trade CJ McCollum in order to clear that space. So both those things were true. Um, I'll believe you on the former. It's definitely the latter was existing the entire time that he was the general manager here. The interesting thing you said there, um, I I don't know why if you were Gary Trent, and I guess it's kind of dumb to play this game because he's already gone. He's killing for Toronto. I don't know why Ant would be a bother. Like, CJ, I would get because you want to be a starting two. The Ant thing, I would just read that as, like, another great asset to have with this team if you were a Gary Trent Jr. But I guess that's neither here nor there. But I don't think it's I don't think it's inherently Ant. It's just that's another hurdle to overcome with as far as being on the floor. Look at him in Toronto. He's playing, what, what did he play, 56 minutes, 58 minutes the other night in that triple overtime game in Miami? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That man gets... That gets He's more burn than anyone on the planet right now. 
That yep. was not going to happen here no matter what. Did you see his post game, by the way? Uh, uh, I think he froze. Gary didn't freeze. He's just not moving. He's just not moving. He didn't even respond. Like giant troll, and I love him. <laughs> when we had him on the show, like what three times? I, I love Gare Bear, man, and I and I, I hope that he continues all of his successes. I wish he could have stayed here. The the flip side of that coin is Ant would not be having his opportunities probably right now. So you can you kind of weigh those two things together, but also Neil. Yeah, I mean, Neil. Put it up on the board, man. Put it yeah. up on the board of things that pissed me off about Neil O'Shea over nine and a half years. For all your Joe Cronin anger today, and, and I think if you just looked at the deal, I get it. For all of the Joe Cronin frustration out there, please remind yourself, Joe Cronin uh, stepped in and had to, he's had to undo a lot of what Neil was either unwilling to do or huge mistakes that Neil made throughout his tenure here. So, you know, it's, um, it may seem like a cop-out to say that for Joe Cronin. Again, six days, we'll see what Joe Cronin is made of. But uh, I, I tend to look on days like today, and if I'm ever frustrated, I'm like, well, yeah. You know, it, what did you say? The the hens are coming to roost or whatever that, that mm -hmm. chicken phrase is, you country boys say. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, this is what you get when you run it back with Neil for a decade and he largely does nothing. It's like, oh, we have to actually... We have, have to, to react down. to this stuff. You have to tear down and actually do something. Yes. And again, we have to rehash this last point, but it's... And, and Michael Nunn says, highly skeptical of Cronin. This was a loss. He might be too soft to get good value in a trade. I don't think that's the case no. at all. I don't think that's the case at all. I think the value is, is greatly misunderstood. Do I think it was a, good, a great deal? No. But again, this is the next step. What happens here? If they do nothing, then you get mad. Then then you get out the pitchforks. Then you get out the torches. Then you tune out this team. Because it, it, it is it is malfeasance. Oh, they wouldn't have deserved your money, nor no. do they deserve your time. No. Like, do not, happens, do not invest in this team. If they go into the... I will say, come August 1st, if they are not... If, if they run out Dame, CJ, and Nurk again, I... I I don't know how I can find myself supporting this unless something comes out of left field and they bring in a no BS died in the wool star. Well, which, and Danny, I, I think people are going to reach your point February 10th. Yeah. If, if this is it, it doesn't matter. You can sell. Well, wait till the summer. We'll see what they do. CJ. People are done with that. That was supposed to happen last summer and they didn't do it. And they tried to sell us how this is the move. We're on three guard lineup, fire Terry stocks, bring in Chauncey Billups, give him a five-year deal. Like they tried to get us on that and it didn't work. So I, I think you're being a little more level-headed um, because I, I might end up being in the camp with most people if February 10th passes and this is the only move that we get. The only reason I'm giving it more time is because legally you kind of have to, as far as like what you can do and like the time period that you have to get this done in. And the opportunities to rise, particularly if, if they are getting a good draft pick. That does change the calculus. The other part of this is I can't I can't ask somebody to unfuck 10 years of Neil Olshay <laughs> in six months. I just can't. I know, but like, I can't, December like, 3rd is when he left. He's had since December to get on that phone immediately like, okay, again, how can I figure this out? And again, this is one of those things where I just, I look at it and I go, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, 
crush Joe until then. And when, if it gets to that point, ladies and gentlemen, I will <laughs> unabashedly do so. But it, so there's a scenario for you that if they don't trade CJ and Nurk, you're still going into the summer saying, well, I'm, let's see what they do. Both is going to definitely stretch my patience. I don't both know if is I going have to patience. Both is going to stretch my patience. That that's kind of where I'm where I'm at. All right. Uh, again, for anybody who's who's a regular, we are not going to do a pregame show tonight because we just did an hour on this. I'm hopping on the radio here in just a few minutes uh, to basically go talk about this some more in the local markets. So um, again, if uh, if you're new here, please like, rate, review, subscribe, come back. We'd love to have you here. We'll have a postgame show. If you want to become a member of the community, go ahead and click join on the YouTube tab. You can become a member, and then you can be a part of the watch parties and the giveaways and all the other cool stuff we have uh, involved as well as some uh, members-only chats like these, early access to content, and other things of that nature. I am sitting down to talk with Ant here in the next couple of days to talk about his January and kind of what his outlook is. I was kind of hoping some transactions were going to take place so I could uh, know what how these things were going to line up, and there we go. So uh, <laughs> I'll be able to talk to him here in just a little bit. And so, uh, again, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, We'll catch you guys for the watch party if you're not there for the post game yes. show. For Brandon, I'm Danny. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Find us wherever you get podcasts. Uh, we are part of the Blue Wire Network on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Morang, at Brandon Sprague. If you want to email the show, jackedramsey's at gmail.com. Until then, we will catch you guys here in a couple hours. Uh, keep your questions coming in. My DMs are always open. I know a lot of you have taken advantage of that today. <laughs> I have about a hundred and I'm not even remotely kidding. It's been insane today. Uh, I can't imagine what happens when CJ finally gets traded. So uh, again, take care. Talk soon. Enjoy the game. Try to keep the blood pressure down. Take it from somebody who knows. Uh,